Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Hey, 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 Champagne Sharks, how's everyone doing? Yeah, so uh, today's topic is something that's kind of crazy, just happened yesterday. And I actually don't know too much about it because I came down with the vid. I got uh, COVID and I was just hacking up a lung yesterday. So I didn't even really get a chance to check the news too much. So I'm hoping uh, the co-host today can fill in, you know, the blanks. But I know the broad strokes and what I'm talking about is the uh, Buffalo shoot that happened at a top supermarket in the black side of town. And um, we have Kenny and Mario with us today. Hey, what's up, y'all? Where Mario go? Yeah, uh, I don't know. He's on mute. But oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he'll pop in when he's ready. I'll say, I'll say this, that this episode needs a parental advisory sticker. <laughs> gonna need was like cop killer we're gonna need that parental advisory sticker today yeah yeah it's kind of crazy uh, i see mario's muted hey what's up mario hey guys how you guys doing man sorry about that no problem there were some technical difficulties this morning you know it can never be simple with me for whatever reason <laughs> <laughs> and you know i just want to say um you know first of all you know what i'm saying uh rest in peace to the people that lost their lives in this uh white supremacist terrorist uh, act. But secondly, one of the main things I want to talk about um, that I notice a lot of babble going back and forth between people is that we have this community of people that call themselves allies with black people. And we also have people in the Democratic Party that are running for office or running some whatever the fuck they do. And they're telling black people not to read the manifesto of this uh, of this murderer. And I'm sitting here telling people, no, fuck that. You need to read this the same way we read everything else. Look, everything does everything that we read does not have to be uh, progressive. You know what I'm saying? And because the manifesto is not progressive at all, it'll stunt your growth. It doesn't even make any sense. Um, We do need to read these things. And the reason why we need to read these things, because it's very important to know what you're going up against. Something that Steve Coakley said. And people that don't know who Steve Coakley is, Steve Coakley is uh, passed away not too long ago, uh, a couple of years ago. But he was also someone who worked in the city of Chicago and he uncovered a lot of interesting things that was going on in the black community about people spying on black people. Uh, a lot of things going on, whether it was the United Way, the Urban League, it was a lot of lot of different things going on. He also uncovered uh, Sigma Pi Phi, which is known as the Boule. And that's another conversation we've done. We've done episodes on that. Um, and I, I don't want to go too far into that. But one of the things that he said was you never want to let the enemy know the tool that you have to destroy them until they're too defenseless to, too defenseless to do something about it. The only way that you'll be able to gain those tools is by reading their information and understanding their mindset so that you can defend yourself. So it, we don't we're not relying on tweets. We're not relying on BLM. We're not relying on the Democrats. We're not relying on all these people that's really telling you to wait for legislation to pass. Fuck legislation. You need to because legislation ain't going to help you when you're standing in a parking lot and you see a dude get out with tactical gear coming at you. you there's nothing they could. That's right. it. That's it for you. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not telling you what to do, but what I am going to tell you to do is educate yourself. 
if you're uh, not going to educate yourself, you know, go ahead. It becomes so cool to be so fragile. Like, I'm just so yeah. tired of everybody just being so performatively fragile all the time, talking about being triggered and whatever. And it's just like, just really like, if you want to be fragile, then just go do something else. But I don't understand being an, a so called ally or an activist or whatever. Are you supposed to be someone who's portraying themselves as someone in the quote unquote good fight, but you're also constantly talking about trigger warnings and it's like, okay, I don't want anybody who's supposed to be some kind of warrior on my behalf who yeah. has to warn themselves or other people about harmful words. Like you're not. And this is coming from Mike Rothschild, but he says now he's got 61,000 followers on Twitter. And he's telling people, don't share the link to the Buffalo Shooters Manifesto. Don't take screenshots and highlight the worst parts. Don't spread this garbage in the guise of trying to understand it because it's racist, conspiratorial drivel. You're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your mind. This, that's the main reason why you need to share it and let people see what the fuck is going on. Because putting your head in the sand ain't helping black people. And that's the number one problem. We Look, <clears throat> I was talking to Chuck D earlier on Twitter. We ain't going to twerk our way out of this shit. That ain't going to happen. You're not going to yeah. rap your way out of this shit. Ain't no rap songs. Ain't no fucking albums we need to listen to. None of that. You know what I'm saying? You either going to get you either going to get right or get left. And the cold part about it is, you know, I feel like a, or I think a lot of people who would tell you don't read the manifesto would also be watching the video. Talking yes. about how traumatized they are. They are. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I don't I don't need that type of disparity and anyone who's supposed to be a, a, a thought leader. Or anything like that, you know. In, You're in, absolutely in, right. Yeah, I would. T- I would rather read the manifesto than watch another snuff film. Right. Yeah, I haven't watched the video. I saw a still shot of the first woman that got killed. And I'll never watch that shit again. You know what I'm saying? The thing about it is this, and this is how I am. It ain't about it being black people. Period. But seeing that this, we're starting to see a consistent um, trend, and it being black people. Now I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at anybody funny that's telling black people what to do. And none of it has anything to do with protecting yourself. So I saw earlier today, friend of the show, Q, Andre from uh, Resistant, was going back and forth with a so-called leftist. And they're saying the same thing. Don't watch the video, all that kind of shit. Look, man, you motherfuckers don't have the solution. OK, nope. You had your chance. The playbook you've been trying to play as you've been trying to run begin stuffed at the one yard line. And we've been kicking fucking field goals. OK, so we need to come up with a new playbook. We need a quarterback sneak to get in the end zone, motherfucker, because you guys ain't doing shit except giving us word salad and a bunch of books to read. We read all the books, motherfucker. We wrote them. OK, you copying us. And that I don't want to just limit it to uh, white allies or anything, because, you know, there's going to be a bunch of uh, they've already stepped up. Dog shit, yeah. dog yep. shit, black liberals yep. going to be giving their bad takes too. Yeah. Going to be talking about this is why you need to read. Uh, uh, these four feminists, and this is why you need to read uh, Ibram Kendi. Like they don't have the answers either. They Just, don't have the answers. Yeah, yeah. We read, the, do, we read the Friends Fanon. We read. We read it. Okay, we read yep. it. Yeah, I mean, all roads are going to lead to vote blue, no matter what. In yes. 2022 and 2024, that's what everything's going to lead to. That's basically what Black Lives Matter became. I was, I've been looking to what. Black Lives Matter came became at the end, and there's so many articles coming out about them on um, Daily Mail. People only focus on the New York Magazine one, but a lot of these right wing uh, sites have been posting some crazy articles about Black Lives Matter. But they basically have just been an unofficial arm of the Democratic Party. They've got yeah. like ex Clinton people on the board now. 
and all types. They, they threw a party at the house to celebrate the election of Joe Biden. Like they just basically put all that money and 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 effort and connections into becoming um to becoming. You could, you could be a black person that's a conservative, but still want what's best for black people uh, when it comes to the resistance against police violence. But they just gave your money to the Democratic Party. Make it make sense. It's too yeah, late in the I mean, game for this shit. It, it, it's if not you look at how things usually go, it makes perfect sense, honestly, man, because this is the same playbook. You know what I mean? Like, how many times do we got to get smacked in the head with the fish before we realize what the game is? You know, it, it's the same thing over and over again. Something starts off with real revolutionary energy. Uh, it becomes the energy becomes dissipated by certain interest groups. Yeah. And before you know it, boom, we're co-opted right back into the machine. And just, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, man. rinse, repeat. Man, exactly. Man, but the cycle is like shorter and shorter because it's like Black Lives Matter never had the revolutionary energy. To me, it was co-opted from jump. It was just uh, they just became more. You, you just had to put the pieces together to figure it out. One thing I will say that they were good at was doing the whole hand is the hand is quicker than the eye trick because yeah. it took us a little while to figure out, OK, where is this going? And what what's the point of this? Because what they had did was they galvanized a certain section of the community and that certain section of the community was really, really good at throwing interference. You know what I'm saying? So when they throw interference, you're, it's almost like I use football references, references. It's like trying to look at what these dudes are doing. They're running reverses and they're running fucking, you know, the Statue of Liberty play. And you're trying to figure out, OK, wait, what is the point of this? You know what I'm saying? They ain't yeah. scoring, but they keep they still got the ball. But you know, it's like most places used to have a couple of good years before they got co-opted and destroyed. Yeah. But now, like they they're installing like the co-opted people from the top. Like like Black right. Lives Matter was chosen by white people from the beginning. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and you know how we know that's true, T? Because if it wasn't, they'd hate it. Um, check check this out. So, um, Hillary Clinton's campaign lawyer and man who funded Steele dossier is now representing uh, Black Lives Matter. After leaders fled the charity over investigation into $60 million of finances. So basically, the Black Lives Matter National Organization retained uh, Hillary Clinton's former lawyer, Mark Elias, to handle its books, the charity filing show. So they have Hillary Clinton's people now handling the books on Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, why aren't you having someone black from the community particularly the organizing community looking after your books. Why is your um, response to a scandal to get like a white democratic operative to, you know, so that was already kind of crazy that, that they have all these different democratic people, but that was in February. And then just a couple of days ago, all the Clinton people announced, cause I guess it's gotten too hot. They all announced that they, uh, well, they didn't announce they just quietly bailed. They're all gone now. So I guess they probably took the money and ran themselves or realized, okay, maybe they were going to take some money, then realized, okay, too many eyes around this now. These people are fuck ups. This is not even a good, a good grift. So maybe, maybe they didn't even take the money and run. Maybe they were about to take the money and then saw like, like these people are just kind of like fuck ups. And you gotta, you gotta look at this now. You got the shooting that's going to happen in Buffalo mm -hmm. now because we know how to put the pieces together and figure out who is doing what. Let's see how fast Black Lives Matter shows up to Buffalo. Mm, that'll be interesting because this is going to be a new they're, they're writing a new playbook right now you know what i'm saying so we're going to find out <clears throat> just how deep that playbook is because they don't they they don't have a good they they name is they got smut on their name as they say so at this point in time let's see who because we already know the church is going to say what they say the, the so-called community activists they're going to do it we just need to hug each other and all that bullshit we know that's coming you know what i'm saying but when it becomes political 
because it's going to be political. Let's see who shows up. I'll throw this out there, too. Even if for some reason Black Lives Matter's name is too much right now, they'll find some other someone else will pop up who will be a Black Lives Matter 2.0 and everyone will fall for it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an operative of such. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be be some new the the new and improved um, Black Lives Matter. And then like before, everyone who um, calls out how bullshit they are will be called hoteps and whatever. I was just yeah, I was just about to say that, too. You took the first right out of my brain. Yep. (laughs) The whole cycle happened all over again. And then after we're proven right, no one's going to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should listen to you next time. It'll just be like the act because they're going to run off with the money. Yeah, because this is going to be a money thing. They're going to figure out a way to make some money off of this. So anybody that doesn't go along with it, you're going to be a hotep. Uh, You're going to hate gay people. You're not going to like black women. It's the the same playbook over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? They'll use Twitter. Twitter will be their uh, the arm of um, disinformation. Man, I hope I hope you're wrong. I hope I can get on here and, and you're wrong. See, I told you you was wrong, kid, but I just I hope so too, man. I don't know, man. I, I want to be wrong. This is one time I want to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I want to be wrong. Shit. Yeah. yeah, I um there's nothing in recent history that indicates that you will be wrong, though, man. Uh, you know, we'll see how fast well well, first thing is gonna happen, we'll see how fast they deflected the gun control rhetoric. They've that's already done that. Already They've already done that. That's yeah, already happened. That okay. So um that's the, the that's the white liberal two step, you know. Right. So no serious conversation about white supremacist ideology on an Now the governor of New York said that this was a white supremacist attack. So the governor she called it what it was. Did she call it a terrorist attack? Or did she didn't call a it a terrorist attack? She just said white supremacist attack. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they Not seem comfortable me, but, you know. saying white supremacist attack. I've seen a couple of them saying that, but putting that terrorist word in front of it, though, right. you know, that's uh, that's where they kind of draw the line. They draw the line, uh, right, um, right. Yeah, I used to live in uh, Buffalo in the uh, 90s. Uh, yeah, what is it looking like? Up there? What's the... Uh, what's the Buffalo is very, very uh, segregated, super segregated, and... Um, it's very uh, racist. I mean, even by American standards, I think it's safe to say any place in America is racist. But I mean, like uh, the cops there. But see, but this is part of the thing. I'm going with old information. You know what I mean? So like, I can't say like I'm an expert on Buffalo or in 2022 based on what I saw in the late 90s. So. But, but in those, but in those mm-hmm. communities, I'm going to cut you off. But in yeah, those communities, usually. Things don't change. I mean, it remains because I, I know one thing, one little bit that I do know about Buffalo is it's a lot like Rochester, where at one point in time it was thriving maybe 35, 40 years ago. And then something happened, kind of like the Kodak plant left Rochester and yeah. it's been, been immense poverty. Same then. story with every hood. Yeah, Same yeah. story uh, with every place black folks move to. They working in factory jobs at a plant, whatever. White yeah. flight happens. Then it becomes a, uh, you know, a desert. poverty. Right. Buffalo was like a boomtown in the 1800s and Mark Twain lived there and a bunch of stuff. But I know a big thing that happened to Buffalo, older than the um, Kodak um, plant in Rochester, a big thing that happened to Buffalo was the trains used to go to Buffalo. This is back when trains were a big deal, like the Industrial Revolution, the steam era. Any place that was connected by by a train was, you know, a pretty big place and the trains died and uh, you, you can go around Buffalo. And I remember you used to be able to see where the tracks used to be and everything and, and everything. So uh, I know when, when the trains went away, that supposedly was the first big blow to um, Buffalo. And since then, I think it just kept getting worse. Like I remember there was a lot of uh, flight from Buffalo. I don't even say like white flight, just flight. Like, like I visited like 
a few times after I stopped living there. And you could like visually see with your eyes that there were less people living there. Like you can just just eyeball it and tell that, you know, there were less people in there um, used to be. But yeah, I have no idea, if, you know, because I mean, if you look at what happened with gentrification and all this other stuff, I have no idea if any capital started flowing back into Buffalo. Because you look at places like Detroit, you know, now people come back into when that happens in those places, a lot of those benefits don't trickle down to the black people. They right. usually just, um, if, if for whatever reason, capital, people with money start flowing into these places, it still doesn't actually help the black people. The black people either just get displaced or um, they're still just kind of poor and unemployed. So so I would say the two things I don't know is I don't know how Buffalo has changed overall, number one, but number two, even if it has changed, I have no idea how it's changed for the better for black people if it has at all. Right. But it seems like it's still very segregated because I know where that tops is. And it says that that's um, uh, still like a all black part of town. And when I lived there, it was an all black part of town. So it seems like at the very least. Uh, so it hasn't been gentrified. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, at least that part of Buffalo has not been uh, gentrified. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and white people don't casually go to that part of town. That is there's nothing there for like, you know, it isn't like, say, the South Bronx when the South Bronx was, like you know, depressed. But those Yankee stadiums that you would see like white people come in to go to the stadium and leave. Like, far as I know, there's nothing there for a white person to be doing. Like, like right. he made a very deliberate, conscious uh, choice to to drive there. I, I already came from like three hours away. Yeah, he did. He did. And not only that, you know, it's another situation where he picked, um, I guess you could say, um, vulnerable people were going to be. Yeah. yeah, And also where people aren't going to be paying attention to anything like they're pretty much just, you know, you know, that's why they pick churches and the the, the store and places like that. You know what I'm saying? Where you're going to find a lot of women. You're going to find a lot of elderly people. You're going to find children. You're going to find people that are just unsuspecting. You know what I'm saying? Just minding their own business. So and that's why. I said, you know, I was I posted it on Twitter yesterday, the Turner Diaries. I Man, these motherfuckers write literature about this shit. You guys talking yeah, about been, yeah. Read it? Yeah. yeah. They always picking a soft target is 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 a part of their doctrine. Like yeah. that's that's yep. literally a part of what they do. They, they're not trying to go to war. That's not what right. they're trying to do. They say okay. that, but yeah. nah, they don't really want resistance, bro. No. Matter of fact, there was another there was another shooting some years back. I don't know, maybe two years ago. There was a, a a a white supremacist that went to a Walmart and he went and he started shooting elderly black people. And uh, fortunately, there was a brother there with his girlfriend, a young couple, and he was strapped. So he yeah. pulled his gun out and and they had a shootout in the parking lot, and uh, he was able to protect his woman. You know. That's pretty much what stopped that shooting from happening is that that brother just happened to be there at that time and he was strapped, man. And, uh, you know, he was able to at least protect his woman at that particular point in time, you know. And yeah. so uh, that that's a pattern, man. They go to a grocery store. All these if you look at all these white yep. supremacist shootings, yep. schools, yep. grocery store, Walmart, yada, yada, yada. You know, you're not going to hear about somebody going over to, you know, uh, 83rd, uh, uh, you know, Normandy or Crenshaw and Slauson or. America and you know saying racism isn't real CRT have you seen that guy he's a black guy he's from England thinking about how America's not racist the West is not racist it's makes no sense for it to be racist because it holds it back and all these people who say it's racist are like you know liars and do whatever and then as soon as this <laughs> thing happened dude just ghosted he's like Locked okay off. guys have a good weekend smoke bomb Pussy. I know right yeah, I wonder where's Candace Owens and all the rest of them. You yeah, know, good one. 
not even joking about it, but that uh, I'm just laughing in pain because that that would surprise me. But no, what she's going to do is the opposite of what the Democrats do. The Democrats immediately go to gun control and then conservatives immediately go, well, see, New York has some of the toughest gun control laws. They've, the they've already been doing it. They're yeah. shooting people, you know, let people have guns, you know, that's. They would have went differently as if they right. were ever okay with black people having guns. <laughs> Even right, right, yeah. right. But that's right. what kills me about it is like we already know the playbook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We know the play. Even the people that don't don't interact the way we interact with each other, they know the playbook, but they chose a side. That's yeah. the problem. They chose a side and they won't jump off of it. So if you're if you're one of those extremistic conservatives, you're going to stick with that, even though, you know, it's bullshit. What's and that? If you're a bleeding heart white liberal. You're going to stick with it, even though, you, you know, it's bullshit. What is that? Uh, there's a theory, a political theory. I forget what the hell the name of it is. Ah, it pisses me off. Like antithesis, antithesis and then the synthesis. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like whatever the the ultimate position actually is, they don't say, but, you know, they'll position themselves on both sides of an issue, argue between the two. And between that tension, uh, we we synthesize an answer. But I think what you're describing is something a little more uh, bad faith and and sinister. Um, It might be triangulation to get to where they want to go, but um, it can be used for things that happen in bad faith, ultimately, you know, to me. So I'm just throwing that out there. But yeah, man. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see where this get, where this goes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They went immediately about race and the Democrats and they started talking about this. The oh, it's not written. about race. Huh? Oh, wait, 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 wait. That ain't Fuck nothing. what the guy himself said. Huh? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't shit. Now they're saying it's the Kyle Rittenhouse effect. I said, wait, motherfucker. Oh, I know why you're saying that, because this is political. No, it's the Dylan Roof effect. There you go. Kyle Rittenhouse didn't kill no black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know the 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 uh, the ins and outs of his case and everything like that, because once I found out he wasn't it, what it was really about, I started seeing the political angle. But this you don't try to politicize it so you can start pushing that Democrat Republican bullshit. This is about racism, white supremacy, period. They said the guy was skipping past white people. Yes. He almost shot a white dude and apologized to him. What the fuck? He put nigger on the fucking front of his gun. In the I don't know how he can say this ain't about race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not about race, though, Ken. You know, yeah, it's this one lone guy. Well, oh, you just you have know? a victim mentality. It's not about race. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, you know. Um, fuck with these people, man. But I mean, you know, um, at this point, the only thing you could do is just wait to see how it plays out, um, even though we know how it's going to play out. Um, I've already seen, and you know, you know, I'm gonna talk about black people. So I've already seen black people turning it into some other bullshit. They're already going into the uh, the talking points about skin color and all of this. And uh, I got one, I got one question for a lot of these people that be playing these damn games. Did did, did the motherfucker ask if anybody was FBA? Did the motherfucker ask anybody if they was ABOS? <laughs> no, he didn't. Did he? Stupid motherfuckers. And I hate to cuss like that unprovoked. <laughs> Man. He didn't ask anybody if they was ADOS yeah. or FBA. It could have been Caribbean Negroes in there. It could have been Zimbabweans in there, Sudanese in there, or just plain old flat out African-Americans. Y'all quit playing games. This is the games that we keep playing. You keep trying to play this game where you're going to be divisive and split yourself up into groups. Who's going to be varsity? Who's going to be JV? Look what's happening. You know what I'm saying? You got to wake up eventually. I think... One thing I must say, though, is this, man. I feel like uh, I'm not crazy about a lot of the stuff that um, some people do in the name of uh, FBA or uh, ADOS or whatever. But I do think that they 
end up getting a lot of the um, brunt for being uh, divisive. But I think like it's not all on them either because uh, there's a lot of uh, like I was really funny looking at this right because on one hand like uh, there's like, a lot of people in the FBA and uh, ADOS community who do really be acting uh, xenophobic and everything. But the other problem is I know that for a lot of them they're kind of reacting to what they see is a lot of tribalism and um anti-americanness from you know uh people from african and uh caribbean so i think for a lot of them they'd be feeling like why are you always calling us out for being divisive when like like you know when the kid gets mad because the um the parent gets mad at them for what they feel is like them retaliating rightfully. So they're like, uh, they started it. Why do you um, always get mad at me for? So it's like, like, I don't even know what this solution for it for it is, you know, because it's like, even though I do agree is that uh, a lot of people come to ADOS or FBA go too far. I also don't think they're fully imagining. Uh, I'm not, the, I'm not saying, but this is the, this is my thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're imagining anything. What I am saying is doing all that back and forth ain't going to amount to shit. It ain't going to amount to a hill of beans, as my sister would say. Okay, so you did all that going back and forth. Now what? You ain't got nothing else? That's all you got is insults online? You're a professional time waster. So instead of you having a, 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 a conversation with these people offline, because, you know, everybody think they uh, OG, triple OG, gang member, gangster online. So on offline, having conversations with people about these things that you feel is important. Okay, get that conversation out the way and now let's build because at the end of the day, ain't none of that shit going to amount to nothing. And the reason why I'm calling them out, I'll call the other people out too. You know what I'm saying? If you're Nigerian or Jamaican, you want to talk about what was the dude called Oxtail Twitter? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you want <laughs> I thought that was funny. But if you want to be on that bullshit, okay, what's your end game? What you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Because you you're running out of time too. Yeah, that's the thing that's frustrating me is I just have no idea how to fix it because I don't think any side is going to want to, um, you know, extend the olive branch. Like this is a little too much antipathy right now. I don't, I don't really know who's going to be, you know, I I mean, I feel like a lot of uh, black Americans are like, we've been on the Kumbaya shit for like way too long. And these people just use that to kind of uh, lap us. And there's another solution too. The other solution is too. don't talk to them no more. Yeah, that's what I think is better. Just don't fuck with them. Don't fuck with them because we have a large a population. Of, well, this is my thing as a person that lives in this country and been here my whole life. You know what I'm saying? When you don't want to fuck, when you don't fuck with somebody, you leave them alone. It's like the scene in uh, the Bronx Tale yeah, where Sonny is chasing me. Yeah, yeah, over he do owes him twenty dollars. He says, "Is that your friend?" He says, "No." He said, "Do you talk to him?" He said, "No." He said, "Well, oh, fuck him." Hey, let, him get, let him get off with that twenty bucks. I just read that there was actually there actually was a brother there that returned fire to the to the gunman. Uh, he was a former police officer. Yeah, and uh, but the guy was wearing body armor, so his bullets couldn't pierce the body armor. <sighs> yeah, and the guy the 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 terrorist returned gunfire and killed him. You know, you're out, when you have a pistol versus a rifle situation, you're already outgunned to begin you're with. You're outgunned to begin with. Right. Yeah. yeah, body armor to the mix. And, you know, it's, unless it's, you're going to aim for the head, it's, it's right. pretty much a lost cause. Right. But police officers are trained to, to go torso first. Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So that's fucked up. I didn't know yeah. that either. 
It's very says, interesting. Uh, they didn't talk about that part too much. Well, see, and then yeah. at the end, of course, like a coward, he put the gun to his neck, threatening to kill himself. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. The police talked him out of it. And how the hell he got arraigned the same day, I don't know. But he yeah. got an arraignment that same day. I've never heard of that before. And you guys know I've been to jail. So <laughs> on, a, on a Saturday, motherfucker. Yeah. And it's, also cra- on a Saturday. it's also crazy how uh, they tried to talk. <laughs> I mean, good mm-hmm. they would not have done that with a black. Like they showed up on the scene and a black should have killed just, that motherfucker. Who just killed yeah. 10 white people. Yeah. Uh, you know, they wouldn't even give him a chance to put the gun to his head. They'd be like, it take it too long. blew his bam. brains out. Yeah, like, it, it take it too long. Like, bam. If they showed up and the gun was already to the guy's neck, they'd be like, you didn't kill yourself yet? Bam. Okay. So there's, mm. there's so Done. many different pieces to this. It's like an octopus. There's so many arms. Because law enforcement said they said he they've been investigating this dude and some of the shit he's been doing for years. But they didn't do anything. Right? So now we sit up here. Now, this is why you get a Christopher Dorner. You know what I'm saying? Because even on the inside, you see that there's people that know what's going on and don't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is why you get a Christopher Dorner, right? So, excuse me. So, at the end of this, with all these moving pieces, and we didn't talked about what we need to do. We didn't talked about how we get into it with each other. We didn't we didn't covered how the law enforcement is being involved and they ain't doing shit about it. Guess what? You left with yourself, right? You left with yourself and figuring out how you're gonna protect you and your community. And I'm not telling you what to do. Okay. You can read it between oh, the lines. Man. This brother, I'm reading some stuff about this brother, man. He's, he was an amazing dude, man. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm reading. Uh, he had a, um, hang on one second. He says that uh, in retirement, his passion was pursuing his dream of building vehicles that ran on green energy. And he had a company called AWS Hydrogen Technologies. It says um, he's always working on his vehicles and he has projects of running engines on water. He says he would like to realize his dream of getting cars to run off of water using energy, different energy sources, blah, blah, blah. He says that uh, in a 2015 YouTube video, he gave a tour of his hydrogen electrolysis powered Ford F-150 pickup, which wow. he said could be started with gasoline and switched to run over on water. The guys wow. used to laugh at me, Salter said in an online interview that same year. But, uh, you know, now they see that what I'm working on is, can really be possible. Wow, that's crazy, man. See, now, now we talking. That's a man that was building. Yeah, he was a black man that was building. Good. Yeah, that's no longer here. So now, what we're gonna keep arguing online? Look, I don't want to hear no more of that Kevin Samuel shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We losing leaders. This is a building this ain't and a, tried to protect. Yes, right? this is not. This is not a black man that's involved in some political structure, whether it's like John Lewis or some shit like that. No, this is just a regular, everyday, running the mill black man who want to protect his community and build in his community in Buffalo, mm. not in New York city in Buffalo yeah. that we just lost. Stop playing games, dude. Just stop playing games. Mm-mm-mm. The time for playing is over, man. Now, again, I'm not telling you what to do. You ain't, I don't want to know. I wouldn't want nobody to do what I would do. Cause yeah. I, I, I'm just, I don't want you to do that. But, and we've had conversations offline about certain things, you know, uh, mm-hmm. communicating with each other about, you know, how to protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I, I remember, um, I, I, I forgot who it was. No, I think it was you, Mario. It was a long time ago. We had a conversation and I remember it was about gun control. And I remember you, you, you said it on Twitter. And you was like, the reason why I'm not getting rid of mine is because, because they got theirs. Yep. Simple and plain. It's that motherfucking simple. Plain and simple, right? And anything that a police officer needs his for, I need mine for too. <laughs> I mean, it was Tupac. It was Tupac that said the same fear element that white people fear, we fear. 
Exactly. Who the hell are the police coming to stop when they come with their rifles and shit? Right. Coming to right. get the people who are already getting me. Right. <laughs> right. Why? What, 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 what makes you think? That's why that interview that Cameron did a long time ago, talking about if there was a serial killer living next door, would you call the police? He's talking about, I just move. That's why everybody's looking at him funny. Idiot. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't even know about that one. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, that was yeah. big. That was when uh that was oh my god, that was probably about 03, 04. Yeah, Trey said silly. Was shit. that during his Bill O'Reilly uh, appearance? Around that time. It was around that time. It wasn't on Bill O'Reilly, but it was around that time. And he said I would just move. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck everybody else. <laughs> he ain't killing me. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm he ain't doing he it said, to me. So I don't know and, that's the, and that's that. And that's that fake gangster, fake, fake Damn. bullshit mentality that has been infiltrated through the annals of hip hop music to a certain degree. Yeah, where you have people that are perpetrating something that they don't even want to really live in real life. Because I I'm think, gonna tell you right now. Go ahead, go ahead, Mario. I think Trey D said something similar. They, he was on Vlad TV, the rapper Trey D, and he said, uh, "Depends on who he was killing or something." Oh, <laughs> hell no. But I think the question. It was related as far as would you call the police on the you know people got that whole ticket to the extreme with the no snitching mm, thing you yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like that with the uh, depends that, on who he was killing. I feel, I feel that way with six nine to a degree. Like I mean, uh, the guy was a civilian to the for the most part, but yeah. those people were like violating him like crazy too. Like like they were so dumb with how they put him on uh, in a lot of ways. So it's like. You know, I don't really care really what he did to, to those people, but a lot well, of people to this yeah. day are like so with him, angry about six nine. Well, with him, it was the antics before the snitching was just the gravy on top. Exactly, yeah, it really was. Remember. Yeah, it was. Exactly. You gotta remember, people were on his neck even well before that. Yeah, because you know? he was showing up to Chicago at three in the morning. Right, I'm out here. Coming to LA, at? he did yeah. a bunch of fuck shit but, in but, LA. Yep, yep. I'm saying these dudes should not have had him in their circle. If they were oh, at all. About no, no, business. that's why I'm not. You get yeah. what you get. When exactly. That. That's why I'm not like, that broken yeah, up about them because like he showed all the signs of being unstable, but they just saw him as a catch cow and they were like, right. you know, violating him left and right and everything. That was all a big joke. And this guy, but he showed all the signs of somebody who would do what he did. Yeah, he, he did what he, he did, what he's supposed to do in that in that regard. And what I mean yeah. by supposed to do was somebody who exhibited the type of character that he exhibited well before the, the federal case. You, you couldn't see that. People saw that coming from. I think Nipsey Hussle even mentioned that in an interview. Like he, he even before the snitching happened. They were asking about it on the Breakfast Club, I believe it was. And he's like, yeah, that dude ain't going, you know, if everything go well, he ain't going to like stand tall in that situation. But that's on them for not knowing that. And and, and yep. you would, and you shouldn't expect. And they even said um, I was reading a little bit on that case when they all were going to jail or whatever. And they were saying that, you know, when they met him, they knew that he wasn't official, but they saw that this could be lucrative. Right. They, they, uh, they yep. you know, he gave I mean, it's, it's life of luxury. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the Donnie Brasco. They bring yeah. Donnie Brasco in because he can help them make money. Uh, but he let, they, their problem is he, they let him, they gave him a, all these dudes, really. I, that's why I don't feel, uh, people want me to be mad at Charleston White and all that no, stuff. No, 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 like, no. listen, man, the OGs that took that dude to Los Angeles and, and gave him, they literally gave this motherfucker the behind the scenes tour yeah. of yeah. everything that was going on behind the scenes in, in yeah. the gang life in Los Angeles. Yep. 
And now you're mad at him because he ran back and he's telling everything and, and, and being bombastic. I'm just like, man, y'all didn't vet that dude before you yeah. let him in. And you're getting what you get. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? It's the Donnie Brasco story. Now, in the yeah. movie, Donnie Brasco, they make it like Lefty Ruggiero is the one that's getting killed because he takes all his jewelry off and you know, all that kind of stuff. And he goes to a sit down. But in real life, he didn't get killed. Sonny Black mm-hmm. got killed. Oh, OK. I didn't know that. Yeah, in real life, Sonny Black got killed. You know what I'm saying? Because once they, once they found out Donnie Brasco was a cop, that was it for him. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not telling you what to do. <laughs> but what I am saying is, me and T was talking about this off air before we started recording. Like in the mafia, like reading, I watched the Samity Bull podcast. It's a lot of interesting shit you can find out about how to keep order in your neighborhood and how to keep order amongst yeah. your people. Yeah. A lot of it always ends up with somebody getting killed, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of things you can learn about how to keep order and how to keep people from sta- stabbing you in the back, snaking you. Outside people coming in. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? People from outside your community, from outside your group or whatever. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm telling you, in some of these in China, I know, um, I want to say, in, uh, maybe I shouldn't use that as a, I'll just say in specific ancient cultures, they wouldn't just get the offender. They would actually get the offender and then wipe out the entire bloodline of the offender. Yeah, yeah. It was a certain sentence. I forget what it was called, but when you pronounce with that, basically they wipe out your entire bloodline and you're, you would not be able to continue in existence in this mortal plane anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. it's, it's real deep how certain cultures... You know, you know, we I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, it's one of those things where well, I'm going to take you out because I don't know what your kid is going to do. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, it's a corny book at this point, but uh, 48 Laws of Power um, mentioned that, you know, about how oh, really? you have to wipe everything out. You can't just wipe yeah. out. Uh, and it used to do that back in the days. Uh, this is pretty uh, crazy, but I used to read like a lot of uh, history. And I didn't know this, and they leave this out like the, the movies and the epics and everything. But what they used to do, and this is fucking disgusting. Um, uh, one example was um, uh, Cleopatra. Uh, when they went to, um, uh, when Cleopatra and Mark Anthony, when it all went bad for them, and, you know, they uh, got got, um, I think the guy's name was Caesarius, uh, like nephew of, of Caesar, right? Uh, when, when, the guy who took over, um, you know, from Caesar and Mark Anthony, uh, mm-hmm. took out like Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. Uh, when they showed up, I believe, if I remember correctly, Cleopatra committed uh, suicide. I used to know this stuff uh, better. She took like some poison, but the kids were left. And what they did, this was a typical way they used to um, do this. They take the kids by the ankles and bash their heads against the wall. Damn. Damn. Yeah. They um that was what that was the 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 prescribed way of um dealing with any leftover heirs that might end up um you know coming back to get revenge when they grew up. You were supposed to uh, kill the kids and and Damn. reportedly the way you used to do it was bash the kids' heads against the wall by um and and they leave that stuff out of like the movies and stuff like that. I think partly because it's gross, but also I think white people like to portray like the Greeks and Romans in ways that makes them seem a lot less uh, barbaric right. and everything. So yeah. they didn't want yeah, to show was, that. That was also uh, in history. Uh, that was also Toussaint L'Overture Le- and Jean-Jacques Dessalines. When they killed the white people, they killed everybody. Yeah. Children, babies, yeah. it didn't matter. 
it, it's, it's in the hell. It's not to get into the whole mm-hmm. historical. I was going to say, not to get into the whole historicity of the Bible, or whatever. We're just talking about the, the actual what was reported. Um, you know, they even did that then. You know, when I, Je- I was when, just going to say Jesus that. Was it's born, it's eight, in Psalms. Like, all the firstborn children. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the, it's in the New Testament as well. Like, oh, they, okay. they killed all the firstborn children to try to wipe out the Messiah before he, he didn't know who he was. So he's okay, well, let me wipe out all of them. It's so my Pharaoh. Yeah. You know, go forward from there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To try to, um, it's one of the Herods. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I'm talking about the. Uh, there was a New Testament um, version of that same situation that happened. Oh, damn! When the Messiah was born, yeah, yeah, man, it, it's pretty heavy, you know. And they went and they killed all the uh, the the newborn children at that particular point in time because they wanted to try to get rid of them before he even had a chance to grow, you know. Damn. And they didn't know exactly who it was, so they just killed all the kids. In the Bible, though, the imagery of dashing kids heads against um, rocks appears like a lot. Like in Psalms, they yeah. say, uh, oh, daughter of Babylon, doomed to destruction. Blessed is he who repays you as you have done to us. Blessed is he who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. And what, what they're saying is uh, to Babylon, uh, we're going to... Um, not only destroy you as you destroyed us, we're going to take your kids and dash their heads. And in, in, in Mark, which is New Testament, uh, they, 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 they mentioned uh, throwing the children to the ground. It's in, it's in Kings. It's in Isaiah. Their infants mm-hmm. will be dashed to pieces before their eyes, their houses will be looted, and their wives will be ra- ravished. Like, that's literally Old Testament as hell to right. wipe out the whole, yeah. the whole bloodline. Yep. Yep, that stuff that yeah, man. It's a it's a heavy situation all across all cultures. That was something that they used to do, man. Like it's crazy, man. Crazy. But uh yeah, so you know, I'm not advocating anything like that, man, but you know, because that's a crazy situation for people to have to pay for the sins of their loved ones, man. But you know, a lot of people used to do that when they couldn't get to the guy. They said some people still do that, man. Like if they can't get to the guy. Um, then they'll kill their parents or something, man. Like it's wild out here in these streets. Yeah, that happened man. a long time ago. Uh, I remember there was a story about a, a boy who was kidnapped and raped, and uh, they found the the guy. The boy they, the boy wasn't killed. I don't I don't remember if the boy was killed or not. This was in the eighties, and the dad was at the airport at the phone booth waiting for him him to uh, be extradited back. And when he was walking back in the airport, he pulled out a pistol and blew his brains out. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. I heard the whole thing, but I'm trying to get the gist of what. So there was a young boy that was uh, kidnapped a long time ago. This is in the mid 80s. And okay. I don't think the boy died. I can't remember. But the guy had went out of town with the boy and they found the guy and brought him back while they were walking him through the airport. The dad of the little boy was at the phone booth. Oh. And when they walked by, he pulled a pistol out and blew his brains out. Wow. That was in the mid '80s. I can't remember what city that was. I think it wasn't. I don't think it was L.A. Um, let me look that up, Rookie. Damn, that's heavy, man. Yeah, that's heavy. I, I couldn't say that as a father, I wouldn't be thinking about doing the same thing. You know, it was in Louisiana. They had that dude in 1984. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. It yeah, Gary Gary, uh, Gary Plouch. Gary Plouch was at the airport. Um, he waited at the airport for Jeff Doucette, who kidnapped his son, Jody, and then shot him dead as the cameras rolled. It was on live TV. Wow. Yeah, back then, that was before a delay. Before the yeah. <laughs> yeah, before TV delay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is it true that the whole the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake thing is what actually kicked off delays on TV? Not to get sidetracked. I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it. But I know there's that like a 10-second really delay on TV thing? now. Seven-second delay? Yeah, I think it's a, that's, I think you might be right. The 10-second delay is because of the Janet Jackson. So of all the messed up shit we saw, we've seen live happen oh on God. TV, that was the one thing that was the, the uh, bridge too far. <laughs> and what year Man, was that? Wild. What was that uh, the early 2000s? It was in the it was in the 2000s. So we, you know, I'm 40, so we went through the the space. What was it? The space challenge blew, blew up. 9/11. Yeah, 9/11. <laughs> Showing people literally jumping from the top of the of the towers, yeah. falling to their deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it took. It was a bridge too far. Yeah, that's this country. A tit, else. a black tit. <laughs> One black tit. Yeah. What did it? You know and, what it and, and she had a pasty on too, so we, we, you know, yeah, you couldn't really, nobody. You know what's amazing to me is like a lot of times things become news, and they wouldn't have even been newsworthy were it not for the reactions of the news. Absolutely. Like, yeah, if they would have just went on, nobody would have barely even knew what the hell happened because I yeah. didn't. I saw that live. I didn't even realize what it happened. I did too. I until didn't they even, I didn't about realize it. it. Yeah, I didn't realize until later on that night when they when you know it's always the. Uh, at that time, it wasn't gossip blogs. It was E News, Entertainment Tonight, right, right. and all of them. You know what I'm saying? So at, uh, mm-hmm. they call it the what was it called a mal- malfunction? Wardrobe malfunction. Wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, yeah there, there you go. Uh huh. Yeah, I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. it, and even when I finally ended up seeing it again, I was like, "That's it." Yeah, that's what, that's pretty much what I thought about it. But then it became a whole big old thing. Like it's crazy how the media does that, and we see that type of thing happen on like on Twitter and stuff. Remember, we always talk about those threads where um, they it's more people complaining about a perceived something that it is about the people actually saying the thing that the people are complaining about. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they they say somebody said, see, this is why all these black men talking about she um, didn't deserve love or something. It's like nobody said that. It's more tweets of y'all saying what a motherfucker said. What they're doing is the reason why they do that is because they center themselves in the situation to make it about them. And based Mm -hmm. on whoever, who they are and how many other weirdos they can get to agree with them. Now it's it done went viral. Right. You know, then you're, I, trying to, you're trying to find where somebody actually said this. And you can't yeah. find a damn tweet. Of exactly. Saying what they claim. Yeah. Exactly. It just goes to show you how that's and I don't know if you would call that gaslighting, but um, that's a whole lot of misinformation and propaganda. That's for sure. But that's the it's, that's the yeah. way that's the way Twitter functions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, the Kendrick Lamar album comes out and he talks about everything on there. They focused on him saying the F word mm-hmm. as a derogatory towards homosexual people. They didn't listen to the rest of the song. So they've made the girl that was calling black men bullet bags. She's the main one babbling it. But I'm like, what, what big boy said? I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I know that ain't who I think it is. You know what I'm saying? So how the fuck do you have the un- unmitigated gall? You know what I'm saying? To open your mouth. Oh, because you have to find a way to make this about you. It's got to be about you. You know what I mean? I want to see how those people are going to flip this situation with the shooter in Buffalo, because those are the same people that were saying black men or white men make them feel more comfortable. That's why they like Jack Harlow. All right, motherfucker. They'll probably probably try to make it a a gender specific issue or something like that. You know? Oh, yeah. Black women. He killed mostly black women, which I think he did, actually. Yeah. The first woman, he first person he killed was a black woman. Yeah. He killed. There was some grandmothers and stuff that that motherfucker killed. He killed more women than anything. Yeah. And, and, um, there was one black man there that, 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 you know, gave it an effort. 
but he wasn't equipped with the right uh, tools to handle the job, apparently. Right. So, yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. This shit is just... We, we were supposed to be talking about Kendrick's album, man. We were supposed yeah. to be, you know... I really want to go deep into the weeds. I love that album. I want to go deep into the weeds with that album because yeah. it's really, really good. Um, Kendrick is... It's not what you expected, right? No. And I love it because he's getting better and better at conveying a message. And people were saying that this is a music to play in your car. That's fine with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I don't, there's a whole lot of music that I listen to that I don't play in the car. For sure. And there's a couple yeah, of things on there. Yeah. That, there's a couple yeah. songs on there. Oh, yeah, show. definitely, uh, definitely. I was playing, and, uh, you know, there's more music that I don't play in the car than I do play in the car. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, that's everybody. I hope you ain't niggas just ain't playing music just so they can have it for the car. I mean, that's, <laughs> right. that's, that's kind of weird, you know? Like That's kind of weird. That sounds like but, a cop-out, you know? Yeah. But, I was uh, listening to Die Hard in the car the other day. I yeah, was, yeah. I was, a, I was on a nice drive and I put Die Hard on and uh, yeah, I was vibing to that, man. So I think the whole album could be played in the car personally, but just listening to the messages that he's putting out there, this dude oh, is the only God. the only rapper God. I could God. think God. of. I feel like uh, he's the only artist today. I'm not going to say he's the only one that's ever done this, but he's the only artist mm-hmm. today that lets you peek into his mind. Is that Kendrick or someone else? Yeah, like the stuff that he's saying, he's actually telling us. It's almost like those conversations that we should be having that we don't have. Mm-hmm. When he's talking about sexual abuse, he's talking about your family members that might be uh, gay, lesbian, gay. straight, yeah. trans, uh-huh. whatever. Because when he, that song, I thought about my cousin, my cousin Albert, who's 58, is gay. But I never, we don't never think about Albert uh-huh. as gay. That's just Albert. You know what I'm saying? That's my cousin. That nigga told me how to walk you know work on cars. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker can break an engine yeah, down man. and build um, it up from the top to the bottom. You know what, man? I had, I have two cousins that are, that are out. Now they're out. But, you know, we have, a, we come from a very religious background in our family. And um, so, you know, they kept it, you know, kept it to themselves yeah. for the yeah. longest time. But um, and I had two cousins, man. I had I had seen him for the first time in years. And we all grew up in the same house together. And, um, you know, I was like, hey, man, what's up with you? Why y'all don't, you know, da, 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 da. and they thought that they were like, well, you know, we didn't think that you would want to uh, be around us. I'm like, what the fuck? Why the fuck would you think that? Like, yeah. what? you know, because of how the family grew up and stuff. I'm like, man, you my cousin, bro. What? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Are you serious? Like, I was I was hurt by that. But then I'm like. Imagine being them. You know what right. I'm saying? Thinking that right. your own family don't love you because you're gay. Like, so right. I had to remove myself from the situation altogether. Like, fuck and me. Put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Like, I'm hurt because they thought that about me. But shit, imagine being in their shoes, you know? Right. Yeah. Because, my, like, my, I don't really know. Uh, a lot of people know this. So I don't mind saying it. But a lot of people know that I don't know a lot of my mom's family except my cousin Albert. I don't know. it. I don't really know none of my mom's family. A lot of my mom's family... I don't know where they are. I never really met them. You know what I'm saying? My mom's mom was killed. Uh, she died in the early 80s. My mom's dad got killed by the police in the 60s. So mm. I don't really know these people. But he's the only family member from my mom's side of the family that's always been around. Always been around. And when we was little kids, you know what I'm saying? We knew something. You know, when you were a kid, you know something ain't right. Something going on. You know what I'm saying? But then once he got older, well, once we got older, I think I was probably like 18, 19. And then he was like telling us that he was gay. We was like, Okay, so you trying to go to the store? You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're my cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't really matter. We, it happened recently with, a, with my, my younger cousin. He's uh, 22. And we were going, you know, you guys know I had two family members die from COVID. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we were going to my aunt's funeral. She's 94. She passed away from COVID. 
And uh, I hadn't seen him since he was a little kid. He's real little. His name is Marvin. And I seen him. I was like, what's up, Cuddy? We talking and everything. And everybody was like, when he, when he had to leave because he he's a security guard somewhere. Like, well, you know, you know, Marvin's gay. And I was like, OK, so what, we going to get something to eat or what? what y'all right. do? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. What's that got to do right. with anything? You know, well, you know he's going to put the gay. He's going to put the gay on you, kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, can catch it, you can catch it like COVID. You gonna catch right, it. Yeah, I can catch it like COVID. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, my daughter's queer. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, uh-huh. OK, what is OK? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what, what do you guys want to do? Y'all were trying to go get something to eat or what? My, I was talking right. to my other cousin because he don't trip either. And he's a full-fledged, hardcore gang member. 890s Coast Crip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I don't give a fuck, nigga. We, what we about Man, to do? You know, we got about three or four gay females from my hood, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, Something strange is being reported, but the reason Uh-oh. I say it's strange is because only one place is <clears throat> reporting it, but... uh. The website rolling out. Yeah, I've seen is, that. Is claiming that there was a, a a suspected gunman entered a black church, um, and and was stopped before he got a chance to do to do anything, and he was he was apprehended. But they said that the the governor was there or something like that. Yeah, but it seems like too big a story to only be at rollingout.com. Like I, yeah. I'm trying to figure out why it's not anywhere else. Why isn't the New York Times? What type of website is rolling out? Is that like a uh, just an online publication or what's yeah, it's doing? kind of an online publication. I usually see them doing like kind of um kind of entertainment reporting and kind of gossipy kind of stuff. It's kind of a kind of like a blog. Okay, not quite shade. Is it? It's not like shade room, is it? Or yeah, it's not as bad as like media takeout or something. Like like, like media takeout, the strip is always lying. Whereas right, right, right. Rolling out to me mainly has either like interviews a TMZ type thing. Yeah, or summarizing news that other people. Uh, now I wouldn't even put them on TMZ level because TMZ at some point has become more reliable as journalism than most actual. They're breaking like actual stories that turn out to be true lately. So yeah, because they pay, they must pay. I can imagine they must pay yeah. crazy to get breaking news because they exactly. be finding. Out. I remember when DMX went to went to jail some years back. And TMZ was in the courtroom before he got there. <laughs> like, they were literally waiting in the courtroom for his for his first hearing to start. And he walks in there and he looks at the people. He says, oh, yeah, how you motherfuckers get in here already? Huh? You in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, and they got people everywhere. Uh, yeah. TMZ. Because I think anybody potentially is a TMZ person. Man, you don't need the FBI. You just need TMZ. <laughs> TMZ yeah. is big brother, huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because yeah. even if you're not officially on the payroll, if you have a good scoop, I think they'll pay you good they'll pay you. for it. Yeah, they'll oh, pay you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. everyone's like a freelance um, TMZ operative. Like, like well, you, know, it, you know, Harvey Levin is the one who created TMZ. You know, he's yeah. a former attorney. Yeah, he was. Uh, he used to be on the People's Court. I think yeah. he's still, I think, for the he, he even was doing people's court even when TMZ was was first popping. I think yeah, he was a uh, people's court. And th- before there was uh, TMZ, there was Celebrity Justice. Mm. I don't know if you guys remember that. They were the, the oh, show yeah. that that preceded TMZ with by Harvey Lippin. It was called Celebrity Justice, and they would do the whole thing with any celebrities that were involved in legal trouble or anything like that, uh, athletes, shit like that. And then it just rolled over into TMZ eventually. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. So that kind of was a segue. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Was he ever on court TV? Was there were celebrity? Um, I'm not sure. What the fuck does TMZ stand for? I, you got me. I don't know. Yeah, good, good question. I'm wondering uh, that. 
for a while. So anyway, I want to see this Rolling Loud. So they said someone tried to crash. Uh, Rolling Loud is actually a different website. I've heard of that too. This one I think is called Rolling Rolling Out. Rolling Out. Rolling out. Yeah. Rolling out. There is a Rolling Loud though. Rolling Loud is a, is a is a concert that happens in Miami. Oh, that's what that's what Rolling Loud is. Okay, yeah. So yeah, this is rolling. This is rolling out, and and I don't want to like spread it too much because I'm not seeing it verified anywhere else. But that seems to be too big a thing to get wrong. That's really irresponsible. If they got it. Yeah, I saw that article this morning too, but I couldn't find anywhere else where anybody else was saying it. But yo, if that's if that's the case, man, then this is gonna really escalate. I think if this keeps up. If there's like copycats getting ready to. Yeah. That's my and that's my thing. The copycats. Well, I see a story on here about a ta- a pastor that tackled somebody, but this was last year. This was back in November. Wow! So the suspect uh, fired fifty rounds. Yeah, he emptied the whole magazine and then he reloaded. And uh, he trained for this. I can tell you that. He yeah. trained for this for him to be able to get off like that. Um, he definitely, I believe, he must have had some training. For sure. I seen I didn't watch the video, but I saw like like Ken said, like the still shot. And it looked like something out of Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It, it looked like something out of Call of Duty. And uh oh, man. Mm-mm. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good. <laughs>